Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Um, I usually record in the morning, but today we have a really awesome special guest. Um, I feel like we're kindred spirits from across the miles. Um, everyone on this podcast has probably heard of today's guest or knows her personally. She's such a badass. I love her to death. Um, she does great work in our industry. But before we introduce her, let me just tell you why we do what we do. So these podcasts are really to shine a light on others. And I know my guest today does the same for other women in business, especially in legal. Um, I feel like everyone has a story and they don't own their story. They don't, you know, bring it. They don't come correct, as my guest might say. Um, instead, they keep it to themselves and they play small. And we know that women playing small serves no one. It leads by poor example to younger women. And we're all sisters, daughters, wives. We have children. We want to lead by good example to both men and women of all ages on how to own your story and be authentic and be yourself. And I can't think of anyone who's a better example of that than Catherine Holler Bernard. So welcome today, Catherine, and oh, thank, well, you so thank much you for being on the show. Thank you, Susan, and please call me Katie. It's it's what my friends do. Awesome, awesome. So, Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself, your education, background, occupation, okay. things you do for fun. Absolutely. Um, I started out as a newspaper reporter, uh, which actually in 2019 feels like saying I used to drive a stagecoach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A little yeah. bit different now. Um, and that, you know, it wasn't my ultimate career choice, but it really shaped how I work, how I approach the world, um, how I'm not afraid to ask a lot of questions, how I'm a total jerk about grammar. Um, so <laughs> even though I haven't been in a newsroom in, you know, almost two decades now, um, I still feel like that's really a, a big part of who I am. I love um, it. I so, love it. Yeah. So I, when I decided to become a corporate sellout, <laughs> I went back to a school for my MBA. And while I was doing that, I went to work at a public relations agency, a pretty familiar path for, you know, former journalists. Uh, long story short, one of our clients was a law firm. They poached me and that's how I fell into legal marketing. I've been in legal marketing since 2005. Um, I often say, you know, no kid grew up saying, I'm going to be a law firm marketer when I grow up. Yeah, um, that's true. You, I know you can relate. Um, it's a career that kind of finds you, and I'm so glad it did. Um, I went on to be I one of the... I ask um, really quickly, um, yeah. is it okay to tell me where was your first gig as a legal marketer? Because the fact that you chose to continue down that path says a lot as well. We're a yeah. unique breed. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my first gig was at Lathrop & Gage here in Kansas City. Started there in 2005 as a marketing manager and went on to become a CMO a few years later. So I was one of the youngest CMOs of an AMLA 100 or AMLA 200 firm. Bravo. Um, Lathrop for nine years, ultimately, and then it shook Hardy and Bacon for three years. Very nice. Great firms, great firms. I think everyone who listens to this podcast is very familiar with both of those firm names. So bravo to you for you. not only working for firms that are so well-recognized, but actually being responsible for their being so well recognized. So thank you. I'm, I'm so lucky there. They were great places. And, um, 
you know, with, with that as the foundation, I'd always kind of had this entrepreneurial dream and went on to open my own legal marketing agency called Firesign in 2017. So, so why the name Firesign? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, you know, the, I think one of the hardest parts of starting a business is naming the business, yes. um, especially when you are passionate about branding. Um, I knew that I did not want to name it after myself. Um, for one thing, Holler, my maiden name, Holler Marketing, is just a little too cute, a little too <laughs> funny. I love it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also got, got some advice of, of people saying, you know, really consider the name thoughtfully. And if you name it after yourself, does that make it harder to have a boundary um, between yourself and your business? Um, does that affect wow. your scale? Um, you know, and I know, you know, Susan, obviously Freeman is, is a big part of your business, but I think a lot of it too is you speaking. Um, and so that makes all the sense in the world. But that wasn't going to be my model. So it was basically, um, I, I did the right thing. and <laughs> I did all the branding and positioning before I named it. Um, and one thing that kept coming up is I'm passionate about law firm marketing, but I think so often it fails to convey the human side. Um, it fails to convey warmth or light. And oh, I love you, that. When you see legal marketing that brings those. I mean, you just see people respond to it so much better. Um, I have to interrupt here and say, yeah. I, 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 I agree with everything you just said. I'm like, you know, she's right. This is why you're the expert and do what you do. I don't do PR. I'm not, you know, that's your world. Branding is, you're amazing. But I was thinking about what you said about Firesign and not attaching your own name to it. Mm -hmm. And literally I am, you know, I don't have business hours. I don't have, you know, you're right. Like I'm constantly linked to this inextricably. I love what you said about how you set it all up. You got everything in place before you named it. It was almost like it helped to name itself. Yeah. Um, it emerged or you, unv it unveiled itself to you. So I love that. I love Thank you. That. Well, and, and very frankly, you know, I'd come up with a, a brilliant name idea and then, look online and the domain name was taken or there was already something in place. Um, yeah, I love it. I love Firesign. Now I'm a Leo. So. Oh, so I'm, I'm a Leo too. And I was actually oh. in my car with um, Kate Neva, two of my stepdaughters. <laughs> yeah. And they were asking about horoscope signs. And I said, you yeah, know, well, and I'm a Leo and you two are Aries. And so, you know, we're fire signs. And then I was like, oh, fire sign, you know, and kind of yeah. that warm, me, like it, it, it all kind of gelled and, you know, the domain name was available. So uh, that I love. Okay. So you're very passionate. Anyone who knows you um, now, I only know her through social media and phone mm -hmm. calls folks. Someday we will meet in person. I'm yes. still on my diet, but until, <laughs> until that day um, I'll pretend to be skinny and we can talk on the phone. So I think it's amazing that, that, so the first thing that came to my mind was that, that you were, you must be a Leo because it's a fire sign, mm -hmm. but you definitely behave with the traits and characteristics that I uh, link to being a fire sign, passion and, you know, real in-depth feeling and caring about, I guess, in this case, your clients. That's something, yeah, I really like about fire signs is that we, we care um, and we have strong feelings and maybe we have bad poker faces for that reason. Uh, yes. Um, but we're, you know, we're enthusiastic and we don't, you know, we don't go halfway. That's true. 
that's true. Well, tell me a little bit um, before we, yeah. you know, go to the next question, because I do have some, some serious questions I want to ask about your profession and your experience owning your own business. And you have quite the client base. Uh, they're very lucky to have you on their team, I would say. Tell me what your, your education is. Tell me about your family, some of your community sure. involvement. I know that you're big on family. Yeah. So in terms of education, I earned my bachelor's in journalism and my MBA from the University of Kansas. So if you follow me on Twitter, um, I apologize in advance for my <laughs> rabid devotion to the University of Kansas, you know, men's basketball team, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah, uh, that's, that's definitely from, from October to, to March every year. That's my, my extracurricular passion. And that's I married awesome. a Tar Heel. And so... Most of the we get along. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Uh, so when I'm not, you know, watching basketball or working on my business or in my business, um, I serve as a board advisor to Legal Aid of Western Missouri. Very nice. Um, I'm in my fourth year as a volunteer with an organization here called Lead to Read. Uh, Lead to Read pairs at-risk inner-city kids with an adult reader. So. Every Thursday at, at noon, I go and, and spend half an hour reading some Dr. Seuss with my kid. Um, so I've read great, a lot of Dr. Person. Seuss. <laughs> Katie, I love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a good person. So it's hard time out of your crazy, busy schedule to do that. And that particular thing, that's close to my heart. I mean, that's amazing. I'm blown away. It's, um, you know, it's the statistics are real. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but the statistics that if a kid is not reading at grade level by third grade, um, the odds of that kid succeeding academically are just dismal. Right. Um, and so Kansas City Public Schools um, and the, the philanthropic community has really made a big effort to, you know, first, second and third grade boost those those reading capabilities. Um, and it's awesome. really fun. You, you have the same kid all year. So now I'm my, my fourth year, my fourth kid. And it's just, wow. it's, a good break. it's a good break from the work week. That's very nice. So speaking of kids, I know yeah. you have a slew of them. Tell us. <laughs> <more>. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm married to a litigator, so I never quite get away from the legal talk. Um, okay. He's fun and brilliant and he's an intellectual property. So that he's, he's fun, maybe a bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> a surprise. Um, he's great. Um, I have three amazing and lovely bonus daughters, and we are expecting another daughter in June. Yay! So you might hear me huffing and puffing during this recording, but <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm eight months pregnant. So I think that's awesome, and I remember those days. Um, it, amazing, amazing. You'll keep me posted, I'm sure, and you'll post lots of pictures and everything. Absolutely. I Absolutely. think it's fantastic. I love that you're married to a litigator. I am married to a litigator. Um, they are a unique breed in and of themselves. Uh, my litigator has learned how to engage in principled negotiations, not just positional, um, because that was a contingency for our marriage. <laughs> I was like, I'm <laughs> I am not going to litigate all day, every day, if this marriage is you know, going to happen. So yeah, I think it's fun. So your guy, from what I've seen on social media, seems fun. He seems really fun. You know, and I will say as a IP litigator, he's not like the engineer type. Um, his superpower 
is taking really complex things like you know chemistry or really arcane language in a patent and explaining it to 12 strangers. Wow. And That's a gift. Yeah, he's he's incredible at it. And so it kind of goes with a lot of what I do on the marketing communication side of, you know, how do we explain rails to trails class action litigation to the average Joe? And so having him to bounce things off of is is really put that, valuable. Put that guy to work. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, that is a, a gift because most lawyers struggle to communicate in the language of their clients or prospects and they expect the client or prospect to just understand them. And not now I know that's a special area that he's mm -hmm. in, but I think in general, you know, lawyers as, you know, ISTJs or whatever they generally are, um, find it difficult to speak in layman's terms. So the fact that oh, he's yeah. sort of a simultaneous interpreter, if you will, that is, that is a gift, totally a gift. So, so I see you're proud of your family and you're proud of your background. You're certainly proud of your alma mater. Tell <laughs> us about your proudest professional accomplishments. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud that I have won some awards. I'm proud of some of the big projects I've done, like the, the Shook rebranding. Um, but really, I'd say building a business from nothing has been the greatest adventure of my life. Um, and I'm really proud of what I've done there. Um, Why you know, do you think that is? So, so yeah. I know people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And you're mm -hmm. all those things, I'm sure. But what was the secret sauce? Why do you think that you were so successful so early on? Um, you know, I think some of it was limiting my scope of I'm going to do legal marketing. This is what I know. This is where my network is. Some of that was I worked at two great firms with I think a total of around 800 lawyers. Um, I worked really hard for them. I delivered for them. And so whether it was working for them in their new firms, some of them have spun off or getting referrals from them, um, that made a difference. Um, I'm really proud my very first client was my very first managing partner that I, that I reported wow. to in 2005. That is quite a vote of confidence. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. So you can't pay for that kind of um, support or, you know, endorsement. Those no, and I think... Referrals. Yeah. And, oh, my God, that's great. Susan, I don't know if you know Kelly Hoey or if you've read her book on networking. Yes. Um, Build Your Dream Network. It's She's amazing. But, you I know, she talks about... social. Oh, she's so good. Um, but she talks about, you know, when you need the network, it's too late. And so Ooh, that's yeah. absolutely true. Um, I was able to build the network. I was able to build a business because I had 15 years in the industry behind me. Um, and, you know, not being a jerk to people. <laughs> right. There's that. <laughs> and then working hard. Say, yeah. I think that in our industry, so many CMOs and people who are legal marketers are, are down and, and sort of, you know, it's a tough position because they have all the responsibility and very little authority and they're not paid what they should be. And they're non-attorneys according to so many. And right. I feel like it's really hard for them. And as a consultant now, I'm always careful to empathize with them, let them know I feel their pain. I've been where they are and to help bolster them and make, you know, make their jobs easier. I'm sure you do that too, because sometimes the attorneys don't treat them so well. And where do they go to kick the cat? The consultants. So I try to make sure that I let them know, you know, I am not your adversary. I'm here to help you do better and to shine and, 
it, it's a tough time in the industry, I think, um, for CMOs and legal marketers in-house. Uh, Absolutely. You know, because they do have so much on their plates. I mean, it's crazy. Yes. Well, I mean, and, you know, to be fair, I was spoiled. I mean, I was in two great, great healthy firms. And right. Um, I, I know there are a lot of legal marketers who were not as fortunate as I am, but I was with attorneys who were approachable, who saw me as a peer, who treated me with respect. I think um, Kansas kindness is something unique too, though. Um, you know, you folks out there are really nice, friendly folks, you know, yeah. by your speak. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I spent a little time down there. Not much. I would love to spend more. So I'll be always welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, who's been your mentor? Because you've, you've done well and I know your managing partner hired mm -hmm. you. Um, so who, who, who would you say is your mentor? I'd actually say, um, you know, talking about now multiple managing partners, but the managing partner during my time at Shook was a man named John Murphy. And he was just such an important mentor for me. Um, John has both tremendously high standards and a notoriously short tolerance for meetings. <laughs> And so awesome really makes you up your game. Um, I learned to, you know, only bring my very best work to refine it before I got there and to very quickly make my case. Um, one example of that, you know, the meeting where I presented our rebranding concept from presentation to approval was 18 minutes. Wow. Oh yeah. my God. You're like Ted talking before Ted talk was a thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a little bit more on John and why he meant so much to me. Um, you know, he was no pushover. He was very, very tough. He would challenge you. He'd sharpen your ideas, but you always knew that he had your back. Um, he was one of those people who says, you know, I hire smart people to run the business and I get out of their way, but he really meant it. Nice. Um, I don't know a things, lot of legal marketers who can say that, that that's the case for them. Yeah. There are too many who are, you know, having to think to themselves, let me do marketing, you do legal, you know, and it's just not, you're very fortunate, I would say. Very. And, and I think something I took away from John too, was just watching him build rapport across all levels of the organization. So from the rainmakers to the receptionists, Nice. And the way he did it was by being open and by sharing his personal life and his story. He had a special needs son and he would share stories about his family and little jokes. And he made time not only to meet with the partners, but he had regular meetings with the associates and with the staff. Wow. And so unheard of. Unheard of. Yeah, I would hear him field questions and complaints from big things like, you know, we're opening a new office or health insurance down to things like, we hate the forks in the cafeteria. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the sign we, of a great leader. But yeah, but when, when you do that, when you make the time, when you're available, when you look people in the eye on a regular basis, people know you'll listen to them with respect, but that also means they trust you when yeah. things are uncertain or when there's change. They believe you because you've, you've put money in that account. Um, and so that always just watching him, I was like, that is exactly the kind of leader I want to be. I was just going to say that I should have interrupted before you said that. Cause I, I was going to say, it looks like you either share a lot of the same traits or learned from him how to behave in the same way, because a lot of EQ there, sister. Um, yeah, I, a lot of EQ. yeah, I think it's great. So he's telling people, I empathize with you. I'm in it with you. I am not 
standing or sitting in judgment on the outside. I'm listening with empathy and not judgment. That's, that's really a great leader. I would love to meet this person someday and have him serve as a, a fine example to others. Um, I think telling his story on this podcast is really great of you and shows good leadership on your part as well. Oh, he'll probably murder me for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the man's humble as well. So <laughs> we need to teach him to come correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Own it. Um, well, that's so awesome. It sounds like you've had a great uh, way and, and you've, path, you've paved a really great path for yourself. Um, how would you say in learning lessons along the way, you could help other women or women should lift each other up? Yeah, a couple different things. Um, my, my personal passion is to declare war against the resume gap. You know, there's that lag that sometimes appears on women's resumes if they stay home or work part-time for a while to raise their families. And while that's not been my choice or my path, it, it does such a great disservice to women that that exists. I have so, to tell you, I'm going to introduce you to someone who's, who's as passionate about changing that as you. And you'll, it'll be an e-troduction because she's here in Silicon mm -hmm. Valley and you're there. But um, you've hit a personal chord. You struck a chord for me because... I, because of United States Navy active military duty, was recalled to, um, my husband was recalled to Hawaii to Camp Smith, and I had to take a break. And so I had that gap on there and then moved to California and worked in Silicon, trying to find a job mm -hmm. in Silicon Valley next to impossible. Thank God for Thompson Reuters and they, you know, hire a lot of women of all ages. But it was, it was what you said. I mean, I people were like judging me based on the gap and it didn't matter that my husband was serving our country and you know, it, it was difficult. So how are you going to do that? Cause I want to help yeah. you do that. Well, thanks. I mean, some of it is just giving opportunities and a lot of it is flexibility. Um, so, you know, here in this business, one thing I'm really proud of is that it's gone from me and a laptop. There are now four of us full time. Awesome. And then we have a copywriter. Our copywriter has a, let me get this right, six month old, a two year old and a four year old. Wow. Yeah. She's a stay at home mom and she's incredibly talented. She wanted to keep her skills sharp. She wanted to nice. you know, stay in the game, but you know, sometimes I get work product from her at 1am. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. it's her reality. Um, her work product is exceptional and and I'm so happy to have her, but it's, it's giving her some flexibility. Um, our, pro our, project, our project manager, um, Aaron, um, was working full time, but had some, her husband's traveling more and she wanted to take her kids to school and pick them up at three o'clock. And so, you know, she works from us, works for us from, you know, drop off to pick up and then a little bit after pickup, you know, once the kids are, are home and have snacks and all that, um, you know, she's an incredibly bright project manager. She just needed a little flexibility. So progressive. I love it. Well, I mean, we're all better off for it. Write these a are, story these about are great that. women. <laughs> I, I would like to write a story or have us, you know, publish a blog about that, or maybe, I don't know, we should put our heads together, but I want to yeah. promote that. I want to connect you with other people here who are working to do that uh, here at least. And maybe across the country, you could start a, a new craze. Uh, called human kindness and respect for, you know, the parental um, unit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the, the client work has to get done. The client work has to get done well and the quality should never suffer for that. But 
we've never had a problem with that. I mean, I, I work with exceptional women who are very bright and talented and, and invested and, and they want it to be great too. This isn't, you know, mommy hobby stuff. <laughs> right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not right? that there's anything wrong with that. Um, we right. all take our work very seriously, but it's, you know, that work may get done. Like, you know, the copy may get written at 1 a.m., which really makes no difference. Or, you know, there may be a break in the day when someone goes to pick up their kids, and that really doesn't move the needle either. So I have to say, when I was in Hawaii, um, I, I obviously am not the type of person who cannot not work. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. have to work. I love to work. I mean, I'm just on all the time. I mean, sleep is a, a you know, rarity for me, but that's mostly by choice. So when I was in Hawaii, the time difference was such that if we got up at two or three in the morning, we could get a lot of work done, not be bothered, not bother anyone else. And that, you know, the mainland was already up and at them. So I got in this habit of doing a lot of my best work at two and three in the morning. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Everybody's circadian rhythms move at a different beat and um, good for her. You know, if she's got peace and quiet and can do her best work when everybody else is sleeping and gets you a great work product. Awesome. I say Absolutely. that's great. But yeah, I think, you know, for those of us, for women in business, you just, you have to walk the walk. Um, it's one thing to say you support women in business, but, but are you doing it? And in the terms with your employees, like we've been talking about, do you refer business to women? Do you do business with women? You know, my accountant is a woman, my banker is a woman. Um, social support is really helpful, but, but women in business need business. Wow. Wow. That's the most powerful thing I've heard on any of my podcasts. Everyone on my podcast you know, support women in business, of course, yeah. but you're literally, you know, the rubber meets the road there. Say that again, that, you know, women need to do business with women in business. I mean, put your money right. where your mouth is. 100%. Again, just, yeah. When, when you have an opportunity to, to make a nomination, to make an introduction, to make a referral or to hire, even for a basic service. Yeah. Women in business, we need business. Um, that's the number one it. way to support us. Very powerful. I think that I see um, some sort of collaboration for the two of us in in our future. Um, what has been your biggest challenge or setback? Because all this sounds great, and I know you are successful, and you've worked hard to get there. Surely you've learned lessons from things that didn't go as anticipated. Oh, always. <laughs> um, you know, maybe it's not my my biggest challenge, but it's my current challenge, so it's top of mind. Um, in this pregnancy, I, I developed pretty severe sciatica pretty early on. Um, and some days, yeah, it's like that laser of pain shooting down. Um, as a business owner, and I know you understand this, um, there's really not a contingency plan for something like that. You, you can't stop the hustle. The work still needs to get done. Yeah, I, I had that too when I was pregnant, but that was uh, almost 18 years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I feel so old. Beastly. Um, oh my gosh. But, but I'd say, yeah. you know, through it, you know, kind of what life shows you is that, you know, your health is a priority. I do need to make time to go to physical therapy because when I do, I feel better. Yeah. Um, I've gotten better about setting some boundaries um, about my own bandwidth, about what I can take on and delegating. Um, you know, I've learned that the work that I do on the couch with a hot pad sometimes is just as valuable as the work that gets done in an office chair. Right. I will say that I'm glad to hear 
that you are treating yourself with the same love and respect that you clearly treat those that work with you. Um, Thank you. you need to do that because if you're not at the top of your game, then how are you there for anyone else? Kids yeah. included. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, going back to my mentor, you know, John, um, you know, not being afraid to show your clients and show your team, this is who I am. This is what I'm going through. And um, I think, you know, sometimes, women working in male dominated industries, we see pregnancy, we see kids, we see family stuff, you know, can be held against you. Oh yeah. Maternal wall bias is probably the number one most common bias and, and women who have no intention of having children or even don't have children on purpose, or maybe they're not even, you know, there yet, if you know what I'm saying, they face that unbeknownst to them. Most of the time, they still face that, that bias. And, Wow. You know, I love what you're saying, just, just to switch gears a little bit, because mm -hmm. my mind works like a Rubik's cube. It's always like twisting. <laughs> um, your mentor. I just want to say something about how beautiful it is that he's so authentic. I feel like in sharing his story of his personal life, he has given others permission to be authentic and genuine. And I think to Brene Brown's TED Talk on the power of vulnerability and I know it's the second most watched TED Talk in history of TED Talk. And if you haven't seen it, you should Google it and check it out because your boss seems like a perfect example of someone who says, I am real. I feel what you feel. I've been there. You can be there. You can be real with me. You have permission to be, bring your whole self to work. Yeah. I love that. And it seems like you live that way as well and work that way as well. I, it's the aspirational path. I can't say I'm perfect, but I try. You know what? You're on the right path and you're leading by example. And the women who work with you, for you, and your clients as well see that. And you're giving them permission to do the same. And all your successes show that you can do that way and still things turn out right. Well, Let you. me ask you something no one knows about. You tell us something surprising, a surprising fact about you. Um, I'd say little known fact. Um, I had a very short career in roller derby. What? Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So now I know exactly what come correct means. <laughs> I'm yeah. it. That's crazy. Tell so, me everything. Yeah. Um, I did, you know, the, the fresh meat boot camp um, here in town. <laughs> I earned my credentials which there's, there's actually a test you have to pass to play roller derby. And I think there are 45 skills on it from, oh, um, there's a speed five. test. You have to know how to fall like eight <laughs> different ways. You have to give hits and take hits. Uh, but it was a Fountain City roller derby here. Oh um, my God. So the Kansas City branch of their modern athletic derby endeavor. Um, you and so, are a badass. You well, are Susan, not, not so much. So I, I, <laughs> I, I passed the test, you know, I took the hits. I qualified to be in you know, the rookie bout. And then I thought, what am I doing? <laughs> what? I love it. Terrified. I love it. So I never actually did a bout, um, but I got far enough along that I'm in the, the roller derby registry and I earned my alias. So I am. I have Miranda. to ask you what it is. Yes. Yeah, you have Miranda. to tell me. <laughs> Miranda writes. Oh my God. That's hilarious. That yeah. is awesome. Girl, you need to put this on all of your marketing materials. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is so great. I think I need to get on a plane and go meet you face to face. You're I'll awesome. take you I'll take you to a derby bout. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a little crazy story about roller skating. Um 
so I consider myself um, pretty much a, a, a roller princess. Really? Know? I used to roller skate and I would um, work with the ring owner uh, to keep, you know, I had a whistle and I'd be like, mm -hmm. Um, blow the whistle like total power you know play no hats on the floor you know you couldn't wear a baseball cap when you were rolling and I would, oh, I would so you were the skate marshal I was, oh. I, was like, I had the whistle and, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I had the um I was not quite the badass that you were I had these hot pink fluffy puffy balls with jingle bells in them on each skate the little pom-poms that you mm -hmm. tie into <laughs> your laces and I still to this day have pictures of those skates and I have a pair of the white skates and my husband and I went like last year I think to a local rink and girl I can't I mean I don't I don't still have it but I still have a little bit of it right yeah. enough to embarrass my son for sure <laughs> which is just you know the fun yeah, now that he's 18, there's no more. I mean, soon to be 18 in May. No more of that. He'll not have it. He'll just leave the house. <laughs> he's off to college soon anyway. And I'll you're to about see. to really start with, um, when is your baby due? June 11th. <gasps> nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we got you just in the nick of time. Indeed. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm so excited. I feel like, um, Katie, that having communicated with you all this time on email and social media i thought we were well connected but now hearing your voice and your stories and just getting a a fuller you know feel for you i think you're just fantastic and i just can't wait to meet you in person and i just feel like there's something here something big something's gonna happen uh we'll wait till you're settled after your baby and and you're ready to you know bring it but uh, if people want to know more about you or reach out to you, I have to say you should hire this woman. She knows what she's doing. Had I not uh, seen her work and, and believed in her uh, work ethic and her work product, she wouldn't be on my show. So tell us where they can um, find you if they need to reach you. Sure. Well, Susan, first, I just thank you so much for having me on here. And in terms of walking the walk, I think you are a, a prime example um, and just you know, such a, a champion for women and especially women in professional services that, yeah, I have my, uh, my girl crush on you too. So, so thank you for that. Um, so I'm going to hire you. Y'all <laughs> doesn't work for me yet, but it sounds like she does, but I, um, wow, wow. We didn't wow. rehearse any of this, I promise. Um, <laughs> but in terms of, yeah, if people want to find me um, on Twitter, and again, most of that is, is commentary on Jayhawk basketball, but I'm <laughs> at Katie Haller. Um, K-A-T-I-E-H-O-L-L-A-R. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Katherine Holler Barnard, and our agency website is www.firesignmarketing.com. Awesome. Awesome. It's been so much fun. I, mean, I did not think that this, you know, conversation about women in business would take us into astrology and state marshals. <laughs> <Roller> derby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that's, that's typical Leo, right? I'm right. August 7. When's your birthday? I'm August 23rd. So I'm actually like the very last Leo. Well, that's okay. Those are, you're still, you can be my tribe, my Leo tribe. Cool. 
So I will write this up in a wonderful, robust blog and insert this podcast into the blog. That way we can show some pictures of you and your family and all the great things that you've done. And um, people will have something to copy, cut and paste or hang on to or click to reach you or a number in front of them to um, call or a LinkedIn profile to connect with. So you are terrific. Thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the luck in the world and oh, likewise, Susan. lots of love. Likewise. Thank you so much. All righty. Have a good day. You Bye too. everybody.